Life Audio. Today we are starting the first of eight psalms that were written by David. And I think that's a welcome change for us because we haven't heard from David. Sporadically we've heard from him, but we haven't really consistently heard from David as the author of the psalms since the beginning of our series. So as we dive into these, we're going to see a difference, especially today, in the way that David reigned as king and the way that the kings in the surrounding nations reigned. So I pray that as we kind of dive in and take a look at this, that it helps you understand things and it's a blessing to you. Stay tuned. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what he says in his word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are going through Psalm 138, which is the first of eight psalms in a small series that is done by David. So this is a psalm of David. If you're just joining us and you're just new to the show, on the Hearing Jesus podcast, one of the things that I'm really passionate about is helping you understand how to hear God's voice more clearly. And in the New Testament, Jesus and the disciples quoted the book of Psalms more than any other Old Testament book. And so what better way to understand the heart of Jesus than to know what his hymn book and prayer book sounded like. So we're going through one at a time where I'm helping you to understand the history and the culture and the context, because while all of the scriptures were written for us, they were not originally written to us. They were written to an ancient audience that we sometimes don't understand because we're so far removed from them. So what we do is we go through and I just help you to understand some of the things that you might miss as a modern reader. If you'd like to dig a little bit deeper, a lot of people use these episodes as their daily devotions. If you go to the show notes, you'll notice that there is a journaling prompt for each day. On Mondays, if you go to shehears.org and sign up for my newsletter, uh, every Monday I send out a summary of all of those journaling prompts for each of the episodes. And then if you'd like previous journaling prompts for earlier episodes of the Psalm study, you can go to shehears.org and go to the resources page where you can find the guided Psalms journals. Again, just extra resources to help you grow in your walk with Jesus. So today I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, and I'm starting at verse one of Psalm 138. I will give you thanks with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your mercy and your truth. For you have made your word great according to all your name. On the day I called, you answered me. You made me bold with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth will give thanks to you, Lord, when they have heard the words of your mouth, and they will sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord, for the Lord is exalted. Yet he looks after the lowly, but he knows the haughty from afar. 
Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will reach out with your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. Your faithfulness, Lord, is everlasting. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Today's psalm is kind of a welcome refresher on the way that David prays, the way that David writes, we've not seen too much from him, like I said at the beginning of today's episode. And so it's interesting that these next eight Psalms are all Davidic Psalms, and they remind us of this beautiful relationship that he had with God. In today's Psalm, David is thanking God for essentially answering his prayers, and he's calling on the kings of the earth to join him in praise. And you have to remember There's a difference between how David reigned as king and how the surrounding nations, how their rulers reigned as kings. In verses 1 through 3, we center this around this phrase where David says, I will praise you. David is communicating his intention to praise the Lord. And by doing that, He praises him with this enthusiasm where it says, I'm going to praise you with all my heart. And that verb praise there that's used, that could also be translated differently. It could be translated as thank. And depending on which version you're reading, I think I read read from the New American Standard today. um, Sometimes you'll see this as a Thanksgiving psalm, like in the New Revised Standard Version. And so you'll see that translated as thank. Uh, but it, it it could be praise or it could be thank depending. But I think either way, it helps us to understand the tone in which David was writing this. He's praising God. He's thanking God. David goes on to commit to praising God before the other gods, lowercase g. And I think that can be confusing, especially in terms of how we understand God. Uh, and you have to remember the circumstances when he was writing this. When you read this in the NIV, there's a quotation mark around that word gods with the lowercase g, which indicates that these gods are not on this even playing field with Yahweh as the true God of Israel. Yahweh would be capital G. Sometimes in the Old Testament, the Bible would use that lowercase g word gods to refer to other spiritual beings even created ones like angels or demons. We see that in Exodus chapter 12 and Psalm 82. Those are some other examples of that. And the psalmist is worshiping towards the temple. You have to remember also the surrounding nations did not worship Yahweh. They worshiped other false gods. And in some cases, they themselves were worshipped as a god. And so he's referring to that as not him saying that there are other gods beside Yahweh as God, but he's just recognizing the culture that they're in and the way that the people would have understood this. The reference to the temple helps us understand that even someone who's really far away from the temple Like if you think about Daniel, uh, you're going to read about Daniel, like Daniel chapter six, 
even when he's far away, is go- he's going to bow towards the temple when he's in prayer or worship. Because remember, they saw the temple as the manifestation of God's presence. That was the place where God was dwelling in the temple. It's not like it is now for us where we have the Holy Spirit residing inside of us. For them, God's spirit, God's presence was at the temple. So even when they were really far away, if they were going to pray and worship, they would bend towards the temple when they were in that posture of prayer or worship. Because again, that's the place where God made his presence known in the midst of his people in the Old Testament. And then the rest of verse two is talking about the specific reason why he was going to be praising God. So he's praising God's name because remember what does God's name represent? It represents his character It represents his actions. It represents the way that he has behaved throughout Israel's history. And so that word for name can also be translated or looked upon as reputation. So God's character, his name, his reputation is, of course, expressed by this idea of the hesed. We've been talking about the the unfailing love hesed of God, which has this component of loyalty. And we see that translated as love in a lot of different places, but it's not just a thought of love. It is the action of loyalty as part of that love. It's that idea of of God's faithfulness. And so those words, the way that that's expressed is really closely connected to the covenant that God made with the people of Israel. And then this ongoing faithfulness that we see from God as he is committed to this people group and he gives them grace and mercy and love and he shows his faithfulness to them even sometimes when they themselves are not faithful to him. That is a description of God's character and God's character and God's nature and God's faithfulness also has with it this action component and that's what David is praising. And then that following line where it says, for you have exalted above all things, your name and your promise. That's this idea that God keeps his promises. And part of that idea is David recognizing that God answers his prayers. I think we're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we'll continue talking about this Psalm. Stay tuned. So now we're going to jump down to verses four and five, where he's talking about let kings praise you. David has this hope that his praise or his thankfulness or his worship of God is going to go past just himself. It's going to go past the people of Israel and it will extend to the borders of Israel. God is the God of the entire world. He was then and he is now. And so he deserves the praise of not just his people in Israel, but through all of the kings of the earth. And that's essentially what David is communicating with that. And so he's talking about how this praise will happen when they hear all about how God loves them, what he has promised, the better way that there is to live yielded to God's will versus your own. And it's this evangelistic component that we see even in David. And then verses six through eight, it's talking about how God helps the vulnerable. And David is really standing just amazed at the way that God cares for the vulnerable, the lowly, 
the marginalized of society. And he is counting himself among that number, which sounds odd since he's a king. And of course, he's in a different status and position as most of the people in Israel, but he's in the middle of trouble. And if you have ever experienced something like that, I think we can understand that. It it really doesn't matter how much money you have. It really doesn't matter how much nice things you have. If you're in the middle of trouble, if you are grieving, if somebody's after you, if you have a lawsuit on your hands or or you have an enemy that's coming after you or somebody's trying to cancel you, you know, this cancel culture, it doesn't really matter what it is. Those things don't matter when you're in the middle of, of trouble. And so he's calling himself as part of the lowly, the vulnerable, because of the status that he's in. And yet what we see is that God takes care of him and he fights off David's enemies for him. And so David is ending with this prayer to God, again, to just not abandon him, which is so common to the prayers of David that we see throughout the Psalms. Overall, David is thanking God in this psalm for faithfully answering him when he prays to him. And then he's praising God for not just answering his prayers, but his name. And that great name includes his reputation of who he is, his character, his nature. He's praising him for the promises that he not just makes, but that he keeps. And he loves God for taking care of the vulnerable and to seeing them. You know, so many other kings in that culture, in those surrounding nations, they would excommunicate a lot of the vulnerable. They did not care for them at all. And yet Yahweh was different. He had he did and he still had such a heart for the vulnerable. And so he's calling on all of these other kings of the earth to join in this praise and understanding who the God Yahweh is. And we have to remember, during that Old Testament period, those gods of those surrounding nations, the kings of the earth, I say gods because a lot of times those cultures would see their kings as a as a manifestation of a god so they would worship them as a god so those kings or those gods whatever you want to term that they were not worshiping god yahweh if anything they were challenging him you you read about that all throughout the old testament and so in some ways we see david's heart for them he's desiring that they would come to understand and have this relationship with yahweh but eventually what would happen eventually christ would come and once Jesus came on the scene, that gospel message began to spread throughout the whole earth, including the surrounding nations. Revelation chapter 21 shows us this picture of the end of time when all of the kings of the earth are going to be bringing their praises to God and their riches into the new Jerusalem. And I think what this does is it helps us understand that even though David was speaking before Jesus, he was pointing forward to what was eventually going to happen and he was praying forward. So I love that because just like we would see them praying towards the temple, David in some ways is praying towards that coming king. So given all that insight, I'm going to go back and I'm going to reread starting at verse one, Psalm 138. I will give you thanks with all my heart. I will sing your praises before the gods. I will bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your mercy and your truth. For you have made your word great according to all your name. On the day I called, you answered me. You made me bold with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth will give thanks to you, Lord. 
when they have heard the words of your mouth, and they will sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord, for the Lord is exalted, yet he looks after the lowly, but he knows the haughty from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive me. You will reach out with your hand against the wrath of the enemies, and your right hand will save me. The Lord will accomplish what concerns me. Your faithfulness, Lord, is everlasting. Do not abandon the work of your hands. Father God, we thank you for your character and your name and your reputation that is revealed to us throughout the pages of scripture. Lord, help us to recognize that even in our own prayers today. Lord, help us to recognize who you are, the way that you act on our behalf, the promises that you keep, the the defender that you are when we are facing an enemy. And Lord, even that forward thinking that we see And David, help us to remember that, not just praising you for what you did on the cross, but praising you for who you are and who you will continue to be in our lives. God, I thank you for the way that you draw us in through your word. I pray for my friend today that they would sense a powerful understanding of your presence and the way that you long to be Lord of their life. Lord, we thank you and praise you in all things. Amen. I know you've been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. Listen, I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, which helps you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I include lots of cultural and historical information, and it really makes these familiar passages of scripture just come alive. This is a great study to do on your own, to do with some girlfriends or even some teenage girls, and it will help you really gain the confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. You can find that on my resources page at shehears.org, where there are also some really good resources to help you in your spiritual growth. I pray that they are a blessing for you. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.